Look out, everybody. The 2023 MLB season is right around the corner, and man, is there a lot to look forward to. Spring training games have started, so there is no better time than now to take a look at where each and every team stands heading into the new season. The juggernaut powerhouses, the rebranded newcomers, the pesky dark horses, and yes, even the rebuilding tanks. Each and every team gets an in-depth preview for their upcoming campaign. So kick back and enjoy another installment of the Straight Outer Left Season Preview Series 2023 edition. Today, after a pit stop at the friendly confines in uh, Wrigley Field in North Chicago, we are driving down the I-90 Expressway to the south side to talk about the Chicago White Sox. Man, the Chicago White Sox, after a really solid 2021 where their young core really came onto the scene and impressed a lot of people, coming into 2022, last season, many people, it wasn't an unpopular take to pick the White Sox to be the... uh, to win the AL pen and possibly even t- take it all in the world series. I mean, people were expecting them to go toe to toe with the Astros and the Yankees and other powerhouse teams. It was, it was their time to shine. And for lots of reasons that did not quite work out last year. Uh, they finished um, 81 and 81. So perfectly 500, but given all the expectations and all the hype, that was super disappointing. A lot of, a lot went wrong. The um, rotation was, with a few, with a couple exceptions, really underperformed. The bullpen was pretty iffy. The lineup just um, wasn't getting it done. There were a ton of injury problems. Uh, so many, so many of their key players missed significant amounts of time during the year. Um, questionable leadership by Tony Larusa was another um, another concern. Um, then he had to step down because of health issues, which is a big distraction and creates a lot of. Uh, change and drama and instability um bad defense bad situ situational awareness not being able to clutch it out in late close games list goes on and on there was just a bunch that seemed to go wrong last year and just wasn't their year it really um after all the hype that they had it was really underwhelming and really disappointing and even though they finished with a 500 record compared to what they were expected to do it just was a huge letdown so now the question is, what are they going to do about this offseason? And unfortunately for the White Sox, they really did not do a ton. They did bring in Andrew Benintendi on a five-year deal, um, grabbing a solid bat to bolster the lineup and find a guy to play every day in left field was one of their many needs. So they filled that, which is good. So definitely going to give them credit there. They brought back Elvis Andrews to be their second baseman after a solid uh, stint with them after getting traded to them by the A's. Or sorry, not traded. Uh, picked up on waivers, the A's uh, DFA'd him. Which is not probably their first, many fans would think, the the plan A to fill your hole at second base with Elvis Andrews. But he played well, and you know he's been a solid player for a long time, so maybe that will work out. And then bring in Mike Clevenger. Um, you know, the rotation definitely needed a lot of help and Clevenger was a good start, but he was the only pitcher they brought in and given his, um, off the field issues, there's a lot of doubt if he'll be able to play baseball this year. He is with the team for now. And of course I'm a strong believer in this innocent until proven guilty. We have to let things play out with him and these allegations and see what happens and look at all the evidence before we come to a decision. But if it does, if the evidence does come back and he is not able to play this year because he has to 
face the consequences for what he did, then that's going to reflect poorly on the White Sox for trying to improve their pitching staff, but the only pitcher they brought in winds up not being able to play because of uh, some pretty serious, uh, pretty serious issues. But if he is able, to, if he is exonerated and is able to pitch, he would be a nice pickup. But who they lost though—that's this is where it gets tough. So they lost some nice world players like Johnny Cueto. He had a good year last year for them, but you know they're not exactly counting on him to be the rock in their rotation. Uh, Josh Harrison's gone. M. Engel's gone. Um, they lost um, Vince Velasquez to the Pirates. Uh, AJ Pollock is gone. But then they lost the face of their franchise for the past decade, one of the best players, probably the best player, um, best White Sox player over the past few years, just the Mr. Consistent face of the franchise, Jose Abreu. And, you know, you could expect it. I mean, there weren't too many other first base options. The Astros gave him a nice deal, so now he's playing down in Houston. But to lose a player like him who's meant so much to this organization for the past 10 years is a is a huge blow, and it's really tough to move on from that. So they're going to have that challenge um, going into 2023. And the thing is, is last year, in a lineup that had so many guys who were underachieving, like Yasmani Grandal or Yohan Moncada, and other guys who missed so much time with injuries, like Luis Robert and um, Eloy Jimenez, Abreu was that bedrock of consistency, like consistent health and good play. He played all but five games last year, and he only hit 15 home runs, so the power was a little down, but he still hit 304, 824 OPS, 133 OPS plus, and 40 doubles. So he can definitely still swing it. So losing him is really tough. So yeah, an offseason where a good bit, so losing him, losing a Bray was really hard, and then not doing a ton to address some of the needs that this roster showed that they had last year. It's not exactly the greatest look, but you know, on paper, this um, on paper, this White Sox lineup looks pretty good, and the whole team looks pretty good. It's just can they execute? So who we got? We got Tim Anderson at shortstop, Luis Robert in center field, Andrew Bentendi in left, Eloy Jimenez is your DH, uh, Yoel Moncada hoping for a bounce back year from him at third base, Andrew Vaughn filling in for Bray with first. Yasmani Grandal behind the plate again. Big rebound needed from him. Gavin Sheets in right. And Elvis Andrus as your second baseman. Longtime White Sox utility player Leori Garcia is on the bench. He can play basically anywhere. He's been a valuable asset for them over the past uh, eight years, surprisingly. He's been with the team for a long time. Victor Reyes is projected to be as the uh, fourth outfielder, defensive wizard out there. Jake Berger as your corner infielder. And Sebi Zavala behind the plate. In the rotation, one pitching bright spot they had last year is Dylan Cease. Man, did he have a great year last year. 2.2 ERA, over 11 Ks per nine. Really had a huge breakout year last year, and he gave them helped them win many more games than they otherwise would have if he had not had this breakout. Uh, Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn both need to uh, have bounce back years after pretty rough 2022s, you got Clevenger projected to be in the rotation, the Michael Kopech, who they're moving back to the rotation. You know, with him, jury's still out if he's going to pan out or not, but he definitely has the stuff for sure. And then for the bullpen, oh, another offseason development, which is really tough. Liam Hendricks, your all-star closer, um, he's out for the foreseeable future with Hodgkin's lymphoma, or non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, excuse me. 
Um, I'm no cancer expert or doctor, so I'm not really sure what the difference is, but he's battling right now. Um, we're all thinking about him for sure. And this is definitely bigger than baseball. So priority number one is that he gets better. You do have to look though, as the White Sox, okay, what are you going to do while he's gone? Who's going to step in and replace him? And it looks like kind of a closer by committee job right now. You got Kendall Graveman, Aaron Bummer, maybe even Renato Lopez, the former starting prospect filling in there. You've got Joe Kelly in your bullpen as well. And Jake Diekman to uh, veterans who had rough 2022s. They need to bounce back again, kind of a common theme here, guys who need to bounce back after rough 2022s. And you've got some guys like Jimmy Lambert, Nick Avila and, Jose Ruiz kind of rounding things out in the bullpen. And yeah, last year, just looking at the White Sox, everything, their offense, their starters and their relievers, they were all pretty much above or at average or below average in everything. So that's not really a recipe for success. There's no like glaring like this one part of the team is a weakness. It's just everyone was underperforming. And then, of course, a big change, too, is the... um. It did the change in manager Tony Larusa after a weird second ten stint with the White Sox. He stepped down in the middle of last season because of uh, health issues, and him leaving, you know, that creates change and turmoil and kind of uh, instability that you don't want. So that kind of put the finishing touches on a pretty rough lost season. But again, Larusa, while he's a great manager, one of the better managers of all time hall of famer for sure definitely earned that you can't really bring a guy in who hadn't managed for 10 years was well retired and inducted into the hall of fame and the game has changed a lot since he last managed and expect him to do well so i'm hoping well the white Sox are hoping that uh their new manager uh pedro grifol who is a long time he's been with the kansas city royals for about 10 years now as their bench coach Definitely kind of getting ready to take the next step to be the guy, the manager. He's uh, going to bring kind of a diff- different perspective and a different kind of leadership that the White Sox are hoping will translate into more success on the field because even with all the injuries and the poor play, there is a little bit of that. You kind of – you could just tell that LaRusso is not really – didn't have a good grasp on his team and just wasn't getting across to them and leading well. It's partially on him and just partially on the fact that he's trying to manage in a different era with different kinds of players. And it's just different. And he wasn't the right man for that job at this point. Again, not tarnishing his light, not dissing on his whole legacy. It's just for now, it wasn't the right fit. So Grafol brings in a new, um, yeah, new perspective, younger guy, He's he's about 50, I think. So, you know, a little more in step with the current game and hopefully he can get the most out of this White Sox team, you know, help them help improve the culture in the locker room, help uh, minimize kind of the sloppiness that seemed to define them last year. And then maybe some better luck with the injuries. They definitely could, um, you know, definitely could compete for the AL Central title. It's pretty wide open They're They're lucky they're in the division that they're in for sure. However, I mean, I'm not looking at this roster and seeing who left. I'm not really super excited about it. The pieces who left this offseason, mainly Abreu, but then not bringing in a ton to replace him. Ben Tendi's good, but he's not Jose Abreu. I'm not really buying into the White Sox for this year. I think they kind of need to, this initial 
um, window seems to have kind of fallen apart and they need to kind of retool a little bit and kind of try again. And, you know, again, crazier things have happened, so they definitely could make the playoffs and I wouldn't be super surprised, but I'm just not really seeing it for this year. So that's kind of my take on the White Sox. Definitely could surprise some people, but I feel like that this, they're not going to really be able to rise above their pretty disappointing 2022. I think that we could be looking at more of the same for 2023. And then finally, my under the radar player to keep an eye on, Andrew Vaughn is projected to be the first baseman full time now, filling in for Abreu, kind of filling those shoes. He's a former top uh, pro- oh, draft pick. I mean, third overall pick back in 2019, so not that long ago. I mean, he's definitely got talent. He's shown it a little bit at the big league level. You know, last year he had 17 home runs. He did hit 271. The power's not quite what you'd want it, and the strikeouts definitely decreased last year as well. But you, after kind of a rough 2021 in terms of rough rookie season, in terms of contact and strikeouts, he definitely improved. So can he continue to improve and become, instead of just a slightly above average hitter, become the cornerstone of a lineup? And I think he could. I mean, he hits the ball hard. He, um, yeah, looking at his baseball savant page, there's a lot of red in terms of things like exit average exit velo, hard hit percentage, expected batting average. So yeah, definitely can make it work, I think. He just needs to put things all together, and if he does, that could be a big reason why the White Sox defy my expectations and perform a lot better. We'll have to wait and see, but yeah, keep a 9 Andrew Vaughn, see how he and the White Sox can do in 2023.